holy Jesus, it's almost nine o'clock. We gotta slam this bitch out and get Woo. going. All right, you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's do let's it. Let's do it. So, what's up? I have for you your presents. Okay. Even though it's not Christmas. Okay. I just like giving little gifts. Oh my god. And it was like it was like one of those things that was like Kevin. Like I found something. I was like, hey Kevin. He was like, yeah, I want one. I was like. But Zoe would also want one. And then we did it again. Oh where I was like, oh, my God, Kevin, check these out. He's like, I want some. And it was like, well, it's cheaper to buy some. And then I was like, I have to get Zoe one, too. <laughs> so that was twice. So the first okay. thing that I got for you is what's, these. What's They're the... both like cards. So okay. here you go. There's that. There's Sorry that. I made that noise. This is actually <laughs> fucking great. It's a, it's a bisexual card that says, what does it say? It says officially bisexual, straight, no, gay, no, bi, yes. Okay. For additional confirmation, please reread this card. For further information, please inquire. <laughs> so <laughs> I bought beautiful. me one. A, uh-huh. a f- official lesbian. The holder of this card is lesbian. Straight, no, lesbian, yes. Hell yeah. So then the backs have the, the, yeah, the pride. I got... Um, flags. There's like the lipstick lesbian, and mm-hmm. then this is just the the not lipstick lesbian where it's the mm-hmm. orange. So like there's like the different representation. So I got the not lipstick lesbian. Hell yeah. Not. So then I got you and Kevin a bisexual card. I love this. Because it was cheaper to get multiples. Multiples. So I, I was love like, this. Yeah. So where I got these cards, they're super cute. They're so nice because it's like anybody I, I've come across a couple of really shit of people when I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm gay. They're like, are you sure though? Like, have you had, like, oh have, you, have you even God. been with a woman? I'm like, it doesn't, I know when I'm attract titties. What do you mean? Yeah. So, excuse me, we can all agree. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real here. So, um, Oh, I love this. So I was like, you know what? I want a card for when somebody is like, are you here? So I, was, I didn't. Here's, here's, here's my a, here's official a, here's gay card. Here's my card, official you fuck. fucking gay card. <laughs> um, an Etsy shop called Iridium Icarus. Oh, that's a dope name. Yes, too, Iridium, dude. Iridium Icarus is the name of the shop or the person, but I'm pretty sure it's the name of the shop that sells these cards. And they're like really cheap. They're really cute. You can get them like matte. You can get them like all like. I think they had like 32 different Jesus. cards. Like, so they also had like a straight ally card too, which was really That's cute. That's great. Yeah, like all like all different all different kinds of representations. And you get like flag options. You get like matte options. You can have ones like you can get a different variation where you can sign the card. Yeah, yeah it was super cute. So I was like, oh, that's so fucking cool. So you can look up cards and make sure you look for the shop called iridium icarus is where i would got it from this is literally the best thing ever i thought i'm would like so excited i do yeah. very much yes. so you can fucking like hey what? i'm a bisexual here's my card bitch i'm so excited it's official this is the best legitimately this is great but you want to see your second gift because you might you might just think that this is even cooler okay okay so for our listeners um what the fuck? we got what you're just getting me so many things. Well, they're just little things. I mean, it counts. Okay. Proceed. It's a little thing that count. <laughs> we we got a bank account, an on, just an online joint bank account. We got debit cards yeah. for the bank account. So our Patreon stuff would go into there so we could right. buy stuff for uh, the podcast. Right, right, right. We're probably going to be buying mics and shit because these yeah. aren't ours. These are borrowed. Yeah. <laughs> these are on Lent. <laughs> these are on Lent. Um, so with Zoe's bank card. Uh-huh. What'd you do? Here you go. <gasps> I'm gonna fucking die. Uh, Jesus Christ. So, Kevin, fuck your ears. This is more important. This is the best thing I've ever fucking seen in my entire existence. I'm gonna die. <laughs> so, so I was on TikTok and somebody was showing off their credit card. 
where they got a credit card like vinyl cover, sticky cover, <gasps> where it's called Cuckoo Covers, C-U-C-U-Covers.com. Okay. And you can go on their website and you can buy like vinyl covers that can fit your credit cards. So Kevin and I were going through and checking them out and it was like, make your own custom. And I'm like, bitch, bet, bet you know what I'm about to fucking print out. So I, so I got the little, um ghost our ghost our little ghosty ghost logo and printed it off to put it on our bank card so i have my bank card at home that also has the ghost logo on it this is the literal best thing like both of these <laughs> are so small such small things but the best things and it was just it was, it was like maybe like three dollars and change to have that printed this is off the best i'm i <laughs> literally i'm so mm. Like, you're not supposed to just, like, flash your debit card at people, but you bet your ass it's going to well, happen. Well, what was cool about our debit cards is that they don't have the numbers on the yeah, front. Yeah, they're on the big. Yeah, so, like, our the front of our debit card is completely flat, so I was able to get a full-covered debit card to, like, show our... <laughs> don't fucking laugh at me. I'm so excited. <laughs> to show our little ghost on the front of the debit card. This is the best. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry all of you have had to listen to me just, like, scream for the last five minutes, but holy fuck, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> thanks you're welcome you enjoy them yeah okay so you really want to like excited. bring the mood back down yeah probably a, okay that's probably a good so thing. i'm gonna i'm gonna bring you back down um i was also on tiktok and i saw okay if you don't want to hear about food like gross like bugs in your food and, with, and what the fda allows you just need to just skip for it because this is what we're going to talk about next we're going to because about- i want to talk about this I was on TikTok and some guy was talking about, oh, yeah, by the way, ground up coffee allows so much bits of cockroaches in your coffee. Yeah. So that got me thinking, what the fuck else is allowed in our food? Right. So I have this website pulled up. This is going to be super gross. Yeah. I have 10 things, 10 gross things that the FDA legally allows in your food. Okay. Let's go. So hit me. If you don't want to hear this, skip forward about you just don't want to know what bugs are in your food. Bugs or rats or other things. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Beetle eggs in your canned or frozen asparagus. 10% by count of spears or pieces are infested with six or more attached asparagus, beetle eggs, or sacks. That sounds right, yeah. Yep. Uh, mites frozen in broccoli. There could be up to 60 mites per 10 grams of broccoli without breaking any laws. Uh-huh. That sounds right, yeah. 100, 100 grams is about three and a half ounces. So That's there's so gross. mites in your frozen broccoli. Ooh. Maggots in your maraschino cherries. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Cool. Well, I don't fucking like those anyway, yeah, so I'm safe. So 5% is a cutoff. That means that you can still get a jar of cherries that is 4% maggots, which that's comforting, I guess. Well, I mean, extra protein, right? That's disgusting. You're welcome. Rodent hairs and cinnamon. Yeah. The Ref DA says that every 50 grams can have up to 11 hairs in it. That's so weird. Like, that's oddly specific. Yep. Sand in your raisins. Yeah. You can have up to... That's like what not... About, you're not supposed to eat sand. No, but like what about the plastic in your rice? Are you for fucking real? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was like a big stink a couple of years ago because like certain companies were allowing like plastic filler in rice. Yeah. I mean, and then just, the FDA was like, hey, you can't do that. So... Yeah, okay. So... Here we are. Jesus, what the fuck? Sand in your raisins. You have to... 40 milligrams of sand per 100 grams of raisin. That's a lot of sand, man. Um, sand man. Do, 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 do. Sand man. Mammal. What? Mammalian excretia in your oh. ginger. 
Oh. Oh, that's rat poop. Yeah, I was about to say, that's rat poop, dog. <sighs> why can't they, why did I have to fucking put, okay, rat poop, for those of you who don't know, every pound of ginger is allowed to have up to three milligrams of rat poop mixed in. Like, if rat poop's cool, it's rat pee that you don't correct. want. That shit so, will kill you. So is that, like, in, like, like quote, unquote, like, fresh ginger, like, the, the like, nubs, nubbins of it? Doesn't or, say. Or is okay. it ground ginger? We'll never right. know. I'm assuming that's going to be ground I'm ginger. I'm assuming ground ginger. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming all of this is like processed food. Like has to right. go through a factory pretty much. Reason number 473 to not eat fucking processed food. Nope. But here we are. Mildew in your canned greens. The FDA says that the average of 10% or more leaves by count or weight showing mildew over a half an inch in diameter. Well, mildew is better than mill don't, you know. I live <coughs> for those like judging breaths. Thank you. I don't want to be here anymore <laughs> you ever just like not want to like off yourself but you don't want to be here that's how your jokes make me feel <laughs> i'm so glad to know that <laughs> stop it <laughs> don't. It's, it's the trauma it's the trauma <laughs> it makes us funny the we... insect fragments in your macaroni the fda says that there is an average of 225 insect fragments or more per 225 grams or more than 225 grams ew in six or more substance Subsamples. Macaroni, macaroni. Mac, mac, Give mac and me cheese those and bugs, anyone? Insect bugs. Cool. Ugh. Worms and mold in your canned and frozen peaches. If the FDA checkers Ew. finds an average of 3% or more fruit by count are wormy or moldy, they are considered no good. Wormy peaches. Egg flies and maggots in your canned tomatoes. Gross. Canned tomatoes are considered bad when there's an average of 10 or more fly eggs per 500 grams or... Five or more fly eggs and one or more maggots per 500 grams. That's so gross. Or two or more maggots per 500 grams. That's disgusting. That's concerning. God, why? Ugh. Okay, so now meats you know. Meats are even worse. What? Meats are even worse. Yeah, I don't want to talk about meats. Okay. That's fine. Meats are gross. Yeah. Fun fact, if you're allergic to penicillin, like me, yeah. and you eat um, like really shitty quality meat... You're going to get sick and you're going to feel bad. Why? Because they use, like, penicillin is the cheapest um, antibiotic. So, oh, yeah. So yeah. it stays in the meat and you eat it and you're like, hmm, I don't feel very good after eating that. It's kind of hard to breathe. Yeah. I also read, t I also watched a TikTok where it was like, why does food literally anywhere else in the U.S. just taste better? That's because there's <laughs> not as much trash in it. Because <laughs> other you know. people's like don't allow all the chemical shit that mm -hmm. america likes okay anyways we're gonna move right along okay thanks for listening to our ted talk of shitty food about food i don't know i just wanted to talk about that i mean that that's understandable and also I didn't, just didn't have another opener i mean that was good okay cool i was down for that all i'm right. totally fine <laughs> i've got my cards like stacked next to me so i can look at them look at them while we're recording i'm so happy okay cool Ooh! you know what's also cool what spooky stories Ooh. All right, what do you want? Um, <laughs> booty. You, Those booty booty cheeks. Are you sure? Booty ass. Why are you? Because <laughs> I haven't come up with a clever name for heads yet. Get that bread and head, then leave. Bitch, then leave. Oh, it's tails. I go first. Wait, what'd you say? I said booty ass. Oh, then so you go, I go first. first. Ha! Why do I get wrecked? I don't know. I mean, I, it's, it's fine. fine. Tell me. 
Okay. Cool. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Zoe Knowlton. It's Zoe Knowlton, actually. But uh, I'm going to be covering the Piddock Mansion in Portland, Oregon. I have never Ooh, heard of this. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. Okay. So we're going to start out by learning the history, of course, of a gentleman named Henry Louis Piddock. He was born in London, England to Susanna and Frederick Piddock. That's not Portland, Oregon. How observant. <laughs> I was trying really hard not to laugh when I said how. Oh, that was rough. Yeah, no, you did no. good. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, he was born in London, England, which is not Portland, Oregon, strangely enough, um, on March 1st, 1835. Oh, we're going back a ways. Correct. Okay, cool. He grew up there until the family moved to Philadelphia when he was four. Born and raised? I'm on fire tonight. You're doing so good. I'm proud. Keep <laughs> drinking that I'm, tea. because I'm fucking tired. Keep drinking that tea and okay. being sleepy. So when he was four, they moved to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, okay. where he lived out some of his days. <laughs> <laughs> his father established a printing company there and, of course, taught his children the craft. Henry was the third out of eight children, and he heard a lot of stories about people moving out west and like being frontiersmen. So he decided he was going to move west with one of his brothers when he turned 18 and then arrived in Oregon in... 1853 that's a haul that's a long time that's a like a haul across the country that's a big and move yeah all right cool 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 cool. so after trying to like once he arrived he he described himself as like penniless and very very broke he tried to work at various printing companies because of course his family trade was printing unfortunately a lot of them were like yeah no you're no absolutely the fuck not (laughs) So, so this poor dude, he finally gets a job at a place called the Oregonian, not to be confused with the Argonian. The Oregonian. Yeah, the Oregonian. Okay, like okay. Oregon with Gonian. Okay, cool. I don't know why they called it that because it's really probably confusing. Some dumb person like who likes puns probably was like, you know, it'd be funny. <laughs> Oregonian. Oregonian. So here we are. <laughs> So he ended up working for this company for quite a while and working up into being a co-owner of the paper because the actual owner of the paper was so interested in politics and being involved in local politics, he forgot to pay Henry. What the fuck? (laughs) So he was just like, oh, sorry, bud. Uh, Here's X amount of the company. It's fine. Oh, so. All right. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that that fun? I guess that's nice. I guess. So then in 1860, he married his beautiful wife, Georgiana, Georgina, no, Georgiana. Georgiana? Georgiana. All right. Rock and roll. G-E-O-R-G-I-A-N-A. Georgiana. Georginiana? Sure. Okay. Georgie. (laughs) Georgie Martin Burton. Then in 1861, Henry Piddock was given full control of the Oregonian by his partner, Dreyer, was his name, when he decided to go fully into politics. So he was like, oh, hey, I'm just, I'm jumping ship. This is no longer my gig. Like, this is all for you, bud. Thanks. Also, here's all of the debt. Have a good time. Oh, (laughs) fuck. So so he just fucking dipped. So that's cool. So Henry Piddock was able to rebuild the paper and drag it out of the debt in the following years. By 1909, he was able to hire uh, San Francisco architect Edward T. Folks to build he and his family a home. And Piddock wanted the most up-to-date electronics and luxuries money could buy, which is why the home took five years to complete. Wait, 
Yes. In what year? 1909. With the most electronics. The most electronics, yes. In Bro, it's 1909. Hey, that doesn't mean that he doesn't not want What I want to know is what electronics existed in 1909. Let me tell you. Tell me. So, the construction of the 23-room house... Holy fuck. ...is a big boy, was completed in 1914... It featured luxuries such as a central vacuum system, which I fucking Oh, want. that's why you yeah. were asking me about that. I was like, oh, yeah, Kevin has that yeah, in his that's house. That's why I was yelling about central vacuum but systems. I, I really feel like they're cool. They're so cool. But there's so much upkeep because well, if yeah. you get one crack, the whole system goes down. Correct. Correct. The system is, is down. <sighs> okay, Trogdor. All right, cool. Did I get you doing that too? You started to. No. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know sure. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. It also had intercoms indirect lighting whoa, whoa, whoa. back the fuck up no you looked at me like you knew this was gonna trigger me intercoms in intercoms. 1909 yeah 1914 1909 was featuring intercoms hell yeah i'm calling this is the fucking space station is what this i'm was. gonna look that the fuck up because i'm calling bullshit free i want to see what that motherfucker was made out of how big was the circuit board for that i don't have took, a whole, took up a whole room yeah. <laughs> Okay. It, it literally was just one of the 23 rooms was Jesus. the intercom like, was there, room. Did they have to have a fucking switch <laughs> operator living in their house? This is bullshit. Well, that'd be pretty good, actually. This is our live-in switch operator, Glenda. This is what she does all day. <laughs> I was hoping you were like, Glenda, <laughs> fuck. That's beautiful. Holy shit. Ooh. It also had indirect lighting, an elevator, a rising room. What? <laughs> and a walk-in refrigerator whoa <laughs> like like straight up a restaurant grade walk-in refrigerator 1904 yeah 1909 to 1914 what he's like i want the newest best and brightest the prettiest shiniest electronic things and that's what he got that motherfucker got him damn yeah, i did not did. know those things existed in 1909 we're learning something every day so the interior of this house besides featuring all these fancy electronics the interior was modeled after like an eclectic collection of styles okay so like edwardian turkish french renaissance like all like just sort of mishmash together i fucking hate that <laughs> yeah oh so. wait are we in the are we in the hgtv section of no maybe of the podcast yes no maybe so yeah we are yeah. okay go ahead yeah okay so after the completion folks became a well-known name in all upper class circles fuck yeah they're intercoms yeah because he designed this bad boy so like imagine in 1909 being like guess what i did to a house and then like people ask oh what did you do that's really interesting you build houses cool and you're like yeah i put in a fucking intercom system they're like what's an intercom what (laughs) an elevator i feel like even today if you have an elevator in your house oh yeah definitely because like i know the neurologist here in town has an elevator in his house and that's like the most talked about thing also kevin's kevin's uncle not no no, not at his house not at his house no 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 his uncle Uh bought a house from i think like a pharmacist okay or like a head of a head of a something like to do with like some pills or something okay. like came up with a medicine or something right and like i guess his business was like going under or some shit so like he had this elaborate house built in the like black mountains of north carolina okay and they had an elevator installed oh, that's fancy. in the house and so whenever kevin's uncle bought this house from mm-hmm. those from that guy yeah there's an elevator in the house so i, I mean, got to ride it 
I mean, that's cool. It's pretty fucking cool. That's pretty cool. And it's also scary as shit. Yes. I was about to say, I always think when I when I think of elevators in houses, I don't think of like well-maintained, taken no, care of, no. safe elevators. I think of, oh, this is how I die. Like, I, I have a fear of elevators. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I've ever told you that. Oh, but so that's not why. So that's why you don't want to play the elevator game with me? Cool fucking wreck. <laughs> <laughs> elevators scare me. Fair enough. So, yeah. cool. Oof. Elevators are in the hospital. Okay, anyway, sorry. Okay, sorry, tangent. Go ahead. Sorry about our tangent on elevators, everybody. Hopefully you're still with us. Ooh, so, so Jor- us. Georgie, because uh, I can't <laughs> pronounce her name appropriately, was an avid gardener and helped to found the Portland Rose Show in 1889. As a result of her love of gardening, the entire mansion is surrounded by like beautiful gardens, which are like surrounded in and of themselves by hedgerows by more of gardens. He- heritage <laughs> roses. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. <laughs> so I was right. Yes. Yeah. Gardens surrounded by gardens. Correct. Okay. Yeah. She's got a garden in her garden. You know what I mean? They didn't name the, the, the house after no. roses. Like no. The... No. They named it the Piddock Mansion. Oh, they didn't name it like yeah. the Myrtle. No. Not the Myrtle House, Myrtle, yeah. Myrtle. They didn't want to name it like the, the Rose House. No, I don't know why they didn't name it like Rose some Cottage or some white shit. White people shit. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Ahead. Here we are. Name it after another flower. Here we are. <laughs> so the home actually was the center of a political scandal in 1911. Ooh. Ooh. When a Portland City Council member brought public attention to Henry Piddick having arranged for a water line to be constructed. It, like the, the construction project was entirely at city expense despite the water line being half a mile outside of the city limits for his fucking house <laughs> that is scandalous yes very much so so the the general the gentleman's name was dally and after this incident because like he got caught he was like oh fuck you dally so it became a long-standing feud between Piddick's paper the Oregonian right. and Dally, the councilman, <laughs> which ultimately led to the end of the councilman's political career. Are you serious? Yep. Damn. Yeah, I really ooh. thought the political stance ooh. was going to win and not the other way around. Absolutely not. But apparently. I, I guess when you own a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it, also all the rich people in the like in Portland were like, oh, we're going to go uh, visit the Piddick Mansion and enjoy all of their things and have fun parties. So and then fuck the political guy. He, yeah, basically. He, doesn't, he doesn't get an invite. Fuck that guy. Yeah. So Georgie died in 1918 at the age of 72. I shouldn't laugh, but you keep calling her. I that. can't. I can't fucking say her name correctly. Um, Georgiana. That sounds better. That's it. It's Georgiana. Okay, so Jesus Georgiana. Christ. Fuck off. Georgiana died in 1918 at the age of 72. Her husband Henry died in 1919 at 84. Oh, he outlived her. Damn. And he was doing the sketchy shit. Oh my god! Excuse me. He, th- so he was he was doing the sketchy like political shit eight years prior. So he was in his seventies when he was using council oh, funds. All right, I mean he's like, still wheeling and dealing. <laughs> yeah, he's like I don't give a fuck. Cool, I'm gonna cool, do what I cool, want. Cool. Wait, mm-hmm? up until this point, mm-hmm? you mm-hmm. haven't said why the place is haunted. Hold on, we're getting there. Okay, we're slowly, we're slowly getting there. <sighs> After their deaths. The mansion passed into the hands of Piddick's grandsons, Eric Ladd and Peter Gantenbein. That is a German That's word a that name. I okay. fucked up. I'm yeah. so sorry. Who struggled with maintaining the property and decided to sell it. But uh, they were unsuccessful, unfortunately. Then, in 1962, the Columbus Day Storm 
is what it was called, caused millions of dollars worth of damage to the property. So the owners at the time considered demolishing the building. Wait, wait, wait. The yes. what? The what? Columbus Day? The Columbus Day storm. Was it an actual storm yes. that happened on Columbus Day? Correct. Okay, okay. Yeah. What storm fucking happened in Portland? I don't know. A really bad one, apparently. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look into it. Just it was really bad and it caused millions of dollars of damage to the house. Okay. So that's kind of gross and wild. So they considered demolishing the building at that point. But then the community was like, fuck you, don't do that, and raised $75,000 in three months in order to help the city purchase the property. Yes. A Pacific Northwest windstorm that struck the west coast of Canada and the Pacific Northwest coast of the United States. So it was a windstorm. Gross. Yeah, that would fuck up a house. Pretty good. Yep. Oof. Oof, oof. Okay, go ahead. I just want to look that up real quick. Oh, that's fine. So the city agreed that the house was of great historic value. And the city of Portland purchased, like, taking that $75,000 that the community had already raised and added it to their money and bought the property in 1964 for $225,000. Woo! Yeah, it's a good amount of money. Okay. It's a good time. That's, that's monies. So 15 months were spent restoring this mansion. And then it opened up to the public in 1965 and has been a community landmark ever since. Roughly 80,000 people visit every year. Due to the location of the site, which is 1,000 feet above sea level, the mansion's one of the best places to bird watch in Portland. Oh, my God. So a lot of people go and visit to look at the Boyds. Isn't that cute? Isn't that sweet? No. Isn't that sweet? Bird watching so dumb. It's, I think it's sweet. I think it's cute. I just can't sit still for long periods of time. Yeah, me either. So I, just... I mean, I think it's cute that people have that much, like zenness to their life but i fucking don't for the bird watch god no I'm... i can't sit still that long <laughs> no people's lives are so calm they can sit still to watch birds must be nice how the fuck okay. <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's fine so the building was added to the national register for historic places in 1974 then in 2006 the city of portland estimated six to eight million dollars worth of restorations were needed for the mansion oof after they had already put in money to restore it, you know, years yeah. before. The mansion made its first known appearance in film in 1977. So this is also used as a film set, which I thought was interesting. Cool. It still is not fucking telling me why it's haunted. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe, maybe someday. <gasps> I think I do this on purpose now, like not even meaning like to. Like subconsciously you yeah. do this shit to Just me. Just to make you mad. Yes, and it does work. It's pretty good. I enjoy this. Um, I enjoy this I'm time that we spend off. together. Anyways. It's fine. Fuck off. <laughs> In 1977, in the romance film First Love, starring Susan Day and William Cat. Yeah. The house was the main character's family home and it had an important scene in the film. Isn't that sweet? No. A little romance. Yeah. Oh. The second film appearance was in 1982 slasher film Unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that juxtaposition? I, I like that was good. I like that sexy voice. I'll, yeah. I'll, oh, you're welcome. Yeah, that transition you did there. Thanks. I appreciate that. Okay, cool. Yeah, Lady Damasco, anytime. The film has <laughs> the film has become infinite, infamous since its release due to being banned in various countries. Oh, because it's rough. It's a rough movie. It is a rough movie. And it was published at that or published filmed at yes. that time period. Yeah, in 1982. Damn, yeah. that's like risque. Yeah. Like usually you can't. Yeah, it is bad. Yeah, it's rough. That's got to be real bad then. Yes. Okay, cool. Ooh. 
The people, so the house is used in that movie as the main location of the film and is used very prominently throughout the film. Mm-hmm. People of the city of Portland are actually thanked during the end credits for their participation in the film's production. That's very cool. And that, isn't that fancy? I think that's cool. <laughs> fancy. Fancy. It was used again in 1989 in the movie The Haunting of Sarah Hardy. Ooh. I haven't seen that one. It starred Cell <laughs> Award and Morgan Fairchild. The mansion was used predominantly in the 1993 film Body of Evidence, starring Madonna and William Defoe. Madonna? Yeah. Like the Madonna? The Madonna. Like, like Madonna. Like the singer Madonna? Yeah, like Madonna. What's her? Does anybody know her last name? She doesn't have a last name. Oh, okay. It's just Madonna. It's just Madonna. Yeah, okay. Like, like, like Cher. Cher. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of other, like, (laughs) single-name humans. Yeah, Madonna. Okay. So that's cool. I thought that was interesting. Now, the mansion also plays a role in Colin Mello's Wildwood Chronicles. Listen, I I need you to just skip these fucking movies and tell me why this place is haunted. (laughs) So now we go into the hauntings. Thank you! (laughs) But that doesn't explain why it's haunted! I know. I just just made the fucking focus right turn red from that scream. (laughs) Hey, too loud. Stop. That's really funny. So the hauntings. This is where we are. Hello. There are so many sightings on this property of spirits or weird things that happen. Everyone who's seen a spirit or something weird agrees that it's more than likely Georgiana or Henry. Okay. Or, you know, their spirits. Just the, like, the The, builders. Yeah, the builders. Okay. They sense no malevolence or ill intention on anything that ever happens. Right. Okay. So. Okay. Here's some things. When... Walking into any of the upstairs rooms, visitors will smell the intense scent of rose perfume. The staff, of course, believes that this is uh, Georgiana making her presence known. Okay. Hey, you're in my house. Welcome to my home. Cool. You know. Cool. Near the... So, like, outside. Outside of the house. Oh, I hate that. Near the northern edge of the mansion, visitors will hear the sound of a shovel hitting the ground. Why? Uh, like someone is digging. Why? Uh, followed by heavy footsteps going back to the house. So many believe, the staff in particular, believe that these are the sounds of the groundskeeper going about his little daily routine. The interesting thing is the groundskeeper also lived and died on this property. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, there it is. So there we go. Cool. I think that's kind of interesting. Just like the, the Piddocks lived and died on in the property disembodied footsteps are reported throughout the house all hours of the day and night staff will see windows opening closing and latching by themselves yeah (laughs) that's pretty good there is a childhood portrait of henry piddick like because you know that's the thing that you do when you're old-fashioned you like hang up your baby pictures or some shit i don't fucking understand i don't know like we had those at our wedding i still don't know why but anyway that portrait will move around the house. Excuse the fuck out of me. Yes. What? It will move around the house by itself. It'll be in different rooms. That's bullshit. I swear to God. Yeah. That's some bullshit. Right. So that's, that's pretty interesting. I thought that was kind of cool. I hate it. You're so welcome. Much. Some people report seeing shadow figures mm. that move furniture, pictures, and even house plants from room to room. Assholes. <laughs> I think it's Georgiana moving shit around because she's like, I fucking hate this here. And like moves it. Probably. I, I was actually <laughs> what I was about to say. She probably yeah. is picky about how the house is now. Oh, for sure. So there was one visitor who reported hearing a picture fall off the wall in one of the rooms. So like she went to investigate and see what the fuck happened. She watched a woman wearing a long gown 
pick up the picture off of the floor and go to hang it back up. And then somebody came behind her and like tapped her shoulder and she looked at them and they were like, hey, are you okay? And she turned back around and the woman was gone, but the picture was up back on the wall. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Oh, I just... Got... <laughs> there we go. There it is. Got the code chills. There it is. Ooh. So another one. A female employee was closing down the building for the night, right? And as you do when you're closing down a building, you turn off all the lights, followed by locking all the doors. All right. Then you go out the front door, lock that bitch and leave, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. That's standard procedure. She does all of that, gets outside, the front door's locked, she's going to her car and every fucking light in the building turns back Mother on. Motherfucker. <laughs> I would be so mad. <laughs> 28 rooms of fucking lights just turned yeah. back on. Eat shit. I would just laugh. I would be like, you it's, know what? Well, it's fine. We can, it's fine. We can deal with the little blip in the in the utilities this month. I'll, I'll cover it. it. Just fuck Ugh. off. So that that's fun, and that's uh that is the entire story of the Pittock Mansion and everything that I could find. <sighs> it was it was very light, but I thought it, I thought it was kind of interesting and I think, fun. I think it was good. It was, it was a fun. good. It was good. Good fun. It wasn't any bad ghosts, and that's like all we've had recently is bad ghosts. It's like residual. Yeah, because yeah, mine's pretty bad. Oh, okay. Don't don't say oh okay oh. surprise. You know my I mean, story. I do. I do. But I need you to play into it okay, and act I will. like you don't know. Okay. I will. Because I hate picking percent. topics that you already know. But it's, you didn't, it's fine. You didn't, you didn't disclose to me until halfway through this that you know so much. And I was like, all right, cool. I mean, it's fine. I just, I really like murder. And I really like scary shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here we are. Yeah. And I didn't want to do true crime on here. Yeah. So. It's totally fine. Here we are. I'm down for it. So. I'm sold. So. Yes. Before I start, this is the part. Of our podcast where we would give a shout out to you seriously gonna take a drink go ahead any new patreons <laughs> um pa- patrons, patrons not patreons pa- what the fuck patrons any new See patrons the- <sighs> so i'm so disheveled because you're taking a drink right now anyways we've not had any new patreon members this <laughs> this <laughs> this week so so there's not so we got nothing. So if you like what we do and you would like to give us some support, you can definitely check us out at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. And if you are on Apple Podcasts listening to us, if you could please leave a rating and a review, that would help us out tremendously. And if you are on Spotify, if you could smash that follow button, that also helps us out in the algorithms of Spotify's you know, stuff. bullshit. So yeah. And any other place that you are listening to us, if you could do the thing, we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, do the thing. Great review. Let us know how we do. Oh my god, I love that. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. You okay. It just came out of my mouth. So I, Katie Groves, yeah. will be covering the Lizzie Borden house. Ooh. So I need you to, I know you know this, so I uh-huh. need you to I just need you to gasp every once in a while. Just Always. humor me, please. <gasps> Just like that in your sexy Always voice. Perfect. All right, so Thank you. This, You're so nice. This story takes place August 4th, 1829. Now, this this does feature a murder, two murder, so it's pretty rough. So, a murder or two. Um, murder you know. or two, just how it'd be. Um, it do what it do. If that makes you uncomfortable, you can just tap out now. So here Sorry. we go. Sorry if it makes you uncomfy. I didn't want to cover it, but it's still haunted as shit. It is. Andrew and Abby Borden lived in a Greek revitalized style house on 2nd Street, in Fall River, Massachusetts. It's important to note that Abby Borton is the stepmother in this in this uh, in this story that's going to come up later. Okay. Their two daughters, Emma at the time is forty one, and Lizzie thirty two. Jeez. They both yeah they were old. They're spinsters. Yeah, they were spinsters. They're spinsters by that time and age. 
right? Yes, I think, think so. By that time frame? I don't know. like, you're supposed to be married, Bailey. Oh, you can have babies getting married. Your biological time clock's Oh, ticking. you're 16? Here's this 40-year-old man. Disgusting. Or whatever. Oh, my God. Isn't that a thing that they did yeah, back in the olden bullshit? Yeah, 1892 sounds about right. Yeah, so, sounds accurate. So they were, they were a little bit older living at home. It was kind of debatable why that was going on, mm. you know, them being so old, because usually they should have been married, like you said, and off mm. somewhere else. But so the parents, the two daughters, and then plus their maid, Bridget Sullivan. She was like their maid servant person. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Emma and Lizzie's real mother died when they were at a young age, and their father, Andrew, was a bank president and also a successful businessman i was gonna say he had to have had money to like have a maid correct he invested in mills banks and real estates so he had a large sum of money but also lived moderately so he had a surplus of funds because of the moderate living he remarried to abby gray who is abby borden in the story who helped raise emma and lizzie okay these sisters despised their stepmother and would argue with her and their father about finances oh so there's kind of like a speculation because the father was rich is why the daughters hung around oh because they wanted to do we think that that's why abby married him too i don't know maybe that's why the daughters thought that oh because it could have been like a oh yeah 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 because it's like you can't replace my mom but also you're not getting my dad's money Money. right correct so it was probably money is mine yeah apparently it was like a they had a lot of disputes in the household Mm -hmm. so like a lot of you know negative energy if you you catch my drift yeah i do my dude i got you so on the day of the double murders (gasps) that happened august 4th 1892 (gasps) emma the older sister was out Mm -hmm. of town with her friends Andrew and Abby were found hacked to death with a hatchet, with a, with a hatchet, on August 4th, like Oof. I said. Abby was found upstairs in her room with 18, excuse me, 19 hatchet blows to her face. Jesus. And her father was found on the couch with his head almost cut completely in half with 10 Ooh. blows to the head. It was Ooh. also interesting that Abby and Andrew were murdered in broad daylight. Uh, the house lies on a busy street. And is also one block away from the city center. Jesus. So, middle of the day. Yeah. And it was an hour and a half between the two murders. Abby was murdered first. Okay. And then an hour and a half later, when Andrew came home, he took a nap on the couch. There's a fancier word for that fancy couch, but I I didn't catch the name Chase? of it. Chase? No, no. It, with this, it was like a S-E-T-T something. SETI? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Set- it was like SETI? A, it's yeah. like a wing back. Sete? I don't know. Wing-backed couch? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he was he was asleep on the winged-backed couch and then got, like, on the fancy hatched, couch. hatcheted in the face Jesus. ten times. And it was said that he was hatcheted so bad that no one could recognize that it was him. I This is really gross, and I'm so sorry, everybody. You can skip forward 15 seconds if you want. But I feel like seeing some... There's something that I saw where, like, he was hit... He was bludgeoned so badly, like... His eyeball was on his cheek. Disgusting. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know why that popped into my... Br- I know why that popped into my brain, because we're talking about a uh, hatchet to the face. Okay, okay, cool. So, there was... Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> there was I just no- wanted to enrich the experience. But yeah, thank you. So, there was no motive... I was trying to keep it fucking light. Nah. There, there was no motive as to why there was a murder, mm. because there was no robbery or any uh, physical assault mm-hmm. on these people other than a hatchet to the face. Okay. So... So, like, nothing was missing from the house or anything like that? Nope. It was just two oh. dead people hatched oh. to the face. Neighbors didn't hear anything, and no one saw anybody enter or leave the home that was unrecognized. Like, that oh. shouldn't have been there. So. Oh. 
The maid was outside cleaning the windows that morning when Abby was murdered. Mm -hmm. And then by the time that Andrew came home and was asleep on the couch, Mm -hmm. the maid was already upstairs in her room taking a rest break. Okay. So there was that. Lizzie was claimed, Lizzie claimed that she was out in the barn when it happened and came back into the house and find her, found her parents murdered. She sent the maid over to the physician's house across the street to get him to come over. Yeah. I don't know why you would call the physician. You're, you're, they're dead. They're gone. Well, so, like, I mean, you still have to get a time of death pronounced. Like, that still has to happen. I guess, but I still would have called the police first. Parents murdered, call police. Well, I mean, yeah, that would be my assumption as well. But also, no phones? Were phones a thing? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think there was phones. Maybe okay. not in their house, because then, you know, it wasn't built with intercom systems and a walk-in refrigerator. Yeah, it was also uh, several years prior. Prior? Yes. Yeah. Well, about 10 years prior. So yeah. so the, the local family phys- physician was not home, so Lizzie sent the maid to go get, the, get a friend down the street. It was oddly noted mm. that there was an Irish immigrant doctor and a French-Canadian doctor that either lived, like, a house down or a house adjacent, mm. and she refused to get those doctors that's rude so was lizzie a racist probably probably i mean the 1800s pretty much everybody yeah because there was like an influx of immigrants in the area right yeah like irish and especially the irish were coming in so like at that point in time everybody hated the irish oh yeah 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 yeah. so bridget the maid was never suspected of foul play because she her her movements and her mm-hmm. locations at the house were kind of like verified like people saw her outside cleaning the windows yeah and then she apparently just didn't hear anything was upstairs in her room and then yeah. lizzie also verified that the maid was upstairs yeah my, my question is if you're cleaning the windows like wouldn't you see something strange she, was, she probably was cleaning the first level windows maybe not probably but maybe not well, i mean i don't know I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I'm just trying to throw shade wherever I can, my dude. <laughs> Y'all, that's that's what we got you here for. So Exactly. So Bridget wasn't suspected of foul play. And actually, the first person that was arrested was hmm. just a Portuguese immigrant. Who oh, just, rude. Yeah, it was just, yeah, one of those things. That's just shit. The fucking racist bullshit. So obviously, the, the, the Portuguese immigrant was innocent and let go, blah, blah, blah. So however, however. 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 Lizzie started to become the suspect of murder. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Um, her movements and locations around the house could never be accounted for because she was just kind of the only person there. She claimed that she was in the barn, but right. it was just yeah. no one could verify that she was there. No one really saw her, but people saw the maid, but not her, blah, blah, blah. She was also suspected of trying to buy Prusik acid, oh. which is deadly, oh. the day before the murder at a drugstore. Oh, she claims that an intruder, so Lizzie claimed that there was an intruder that came into the house undetected while she was in the barn that killed her parents and then just immediately left. And then that's when she coincidentally came back into the house and found everything. Oh. Also, she was often in trouble with the authorities and it was it was believed that she, because she was a racist, at the time there was Irish immigrants that mm. were becoming police officers. <gasps> so she was having issues. That bitch! Yeah, so she was having issues with people who she thought believed who, who believed that was beneath her were questioning her and being authority like an authoritative Figure. position over yeah. her right so she was just like nah. she just had issues with them holy yep. shit and this is not this is wild yes okay and go ahead also had a very well-known dislike towards her stepmother abby so she was she had reason to have foul play here right like 
I guess I could understand from that outside perspective, like why I looking at it with all my true crime background, looking at that, <laughs> I can understand like why she would kill her stepmom. But like, I'm confused why she killed her dad, too. But anyway. But anyways. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's like, oh shit, I just he's not gonna be happy about it. Whack him off too. Oh no, I made a mistake. Better get but his also, money. But also the money, yeah, right? right. So like just double it up. Mm-hmm. Why not? While the police were investigating her, she never shed a single tear about the situation and she oh, also no. kept changing the story. Oh no. Uh the family physician later claimed in court that he had prescribed her morphine and mm-hmm. that was causing the confusion. Gotcha. But I, okay. I'm still calling bullshit because the morphine was given after the murders and she was being questioned. Immediately. Right. After. And it was Not still like kind of a Got thing. to see the doctor. So after the investigation, everything happened, uh, a hatchet was found in the basement Ooh. with a newly broken handle. <gasps> so it goes. There's a lot of different stories. Like you also told me a couple different ones where it was yeah. like there was also a bloody dress. Yeah. And then she was like, no, it was my menstruating dress and like yeah. had a change. And then they were, of course, you know, men are like, ew, gross, that's nasty. Oh, my gosh. So, and then there was also like rumor that she burned her dress and then it yeah. didn't exist anymore. And then there's, right. and then I also read another story where it was, uh, she, the, the dress was still there and there was only a small amount of blood. But of course, yeah. like, even if there was a small amount of blood, that forensic stuff didn't exist back then. Correct. So yeah. it didn't even matter. Um, oof. Yeah. So, all, and then a, a, a neighbor saw her burning a dress. That she may or may not have been wearing that day of the murder. Yeah. And then you also told me that the dresses that they were wearing at the time, she had to have help. Yeah, because they buttoned up the back. Right. So the maid might co- might possibly be in on the murders as well. Right. So. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of options and a lot of crazy things. There's a lot of crazy things that still point to her, her being the murderer. Yeah. So here we are. Oof fingerprinting at the time was becoming common however the police in fall river did not trust the system enough and did not use fingerprinting on the hatchet oh no them fancy city people telling yeah, us europe, how to do this europe shit. was using it and by golly them damn europeans we don't care what them europeans do that makes me so upset european european on my boots why are you like this <laughs> why are you like this <laughs> i have some comical relief lizzie was arrested <laughs> And spent oh. nine months in jail. Oh. She was able to afford the best attorney from Boston that testified on her behalf. Well, yeah, she got all her daddy's money. Exactly. She also had women supporters from the Women's Christian Temperance Union. Oh. For, what's the word? What? Protesting. There we go. Oh. For protesting the trial because at the time women could not serve on the jury. <gasps> oh. So, it so it's not a jury of your peers, is it? Correct. No, it was, it's a jury of men. Oh, fuck so that. they were protesting the trial because they did not believe that it would have been a fair one of her being on the thing. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. A local chemist tested the hatchet to see if there was blood, mm-hmm. and there was none. There was no blood found on the hatchet. Oh. So that's interesting enough. That's weird. That's really weird. So even the fingerprints wouldn't have mattered at that point. Right. So only, so again, another story that I read, only a small bit of blood was found on the dress that she supposedly wore the day of the murder. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that doesn't make any when sense. When you're hatching somebody's fucking face, there's going to yeah. be blood everywhere. Right. So Ugh. here we are. Uh, at a local level, at the, at the local 
courts, uh, mm-hmm. the judge still believed that Lizzie was guilty, mm-hmm. and the case was brought to a superior court. Oh. Because there just wasn't enough evidence, and yeah. the judge was still like, no, we're going higher up. Like, it, yeah. this needs to be addressed. I can't make a guilty verdict, but maybe they can. Right. Oof. So her case still did not hold up in court. There was okay. a lot of... Um, issues with this court case because back then it was like pull it like everyone knew each other a small mm. town and then also like religious purity issues because she was like you know 32 and still single mm-hmm. so like she was just too pure to do something like that right yeah I so mean, she's not been defiled by merch oh gross or um and then she was also a sunday school teacher at her wealthy central congregational church so, like, she just had, like, this Christian persona. She was mm. a woman. She was, like, a purity. Came from a wealthy background. So, like, there was all these social dynamics that were right. stacking up in her favor. Oof. So, and also, like, you know, her whole jury was a, of were men mm-hmm. that also believed in these same things. Right. So, she was acquitted. Playing on that honor card, yeah, man. Yeah, she, she, she was found not guilty. Big oof. Because there was not also enough evidence that she did it. Right. It was just a, like... We think we think she did it. I mean, it's like well, those things like if it quacks like a duck and looks like a duck. Unfortunately, in this it's instance, it's a goose. It's a goose. So it's a goose. You're gonna bisexual card. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> so after the father's death, Andrew's death, Lizzie inherited the house and a large sum of money, and I guess so did Emma too. Yeah, technically, she moved into the into a new home with her sister until her death, June first, nineteen twenty-seven. Okay, the murder was equated to Jack the Ripper, but, like, at, like, the American level. What? Right? Because there's there's a fucking children's rhyme after this murder. Yeah. Right. Do you know any other murder that's got, like, a children children's rhyme? I'm thinking really hard. Think real hard as I, as I read off this children's rhyme. Are you ready? Yeah. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Do, 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 do. So it was very popular at the time. Like, yeah, like, a, I know the tune. Yeah, right. Like, everything. It's right. ridiculous. So, like, it's a very popular yeah. murder because there's a fucking children's rhyme after it. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Here we go. Also... That was not the first murder that had happened in that house. Or <gasps> I didn't revolved around that house. What? Okay, I actually don't think I know this. You don't know this? I don't think I know this. Tell me. Something that I know that you don't know. It's kind of short. Okay. So in 1947, so years prior. Yeah. Okay. Andrew's uncle lived in the house. Okay. Apparently, so the story goes, the wife went crazy and tried to drown her three children <gasps> in a well. No. Yes. I don't no. know how old they were. I didn't get any details on that. It was a little, like, really hard to... Because, like, the whole Lizzie Borden yeah. covers that up. Holy shit. Um, One of the children survived. However, she slit her own throat with a straight blade razor. Oh, God. Okay. So, Ooh. that is the Lizzie Borden house. So, let's get to the hauntings. Jesus Christ. Right. One of the tour guys says that she was touched by an unseen hand and then something tugged on her shirt and whispers are always going off directly in her ear. Okay. So there's, you know, that, you know, that first level bullshit. Uh-huh. Uh, a common haunting is hearing children giggle in the attic because there are apparently children ghosts that lived in the attic. So that would drowned. probably be because they got drowned. Mm, that's really not okay. Yep. Ooh. So I found on a... 
another website called the Novel Suspects. Okay. You can I put a link in our in our notes to that. Good. So a group of investigators went to the house with an impressionist. His name is Chip. Um, Chip. Chip. He did not want to see the house. Okay. To like mess up his impression of it, so okay. he was blindfolded. Oh. And he oh, reported they do that a lot. Yes, and he reported what he was picking up in the house. Okay. So I'm gonna read. I, I kind of like copy pasted, but. I'm going to give credit. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I'm very agitated and upset, he said. There's a sense of being out of control. I'm being hit by every kind of emotion. I'm trying to get a grip on my emotions, and I just can't. I hear, stop, leave me alone. Oof. He was picking up the spirit of a woman who was getting increasingly angry. You all think you know everything, he reported her saying. You know nothing about me. She's screaming. Don't help me, Chip added, then repeated more of her words you got him blindfolded you think you're smart i don't care what you think i have to look right i won't crack i'm sorry jesus an historian went on to explain why lizzie chose to remain in fall river when almost the entire town had turned on her suspecting her of murdering her parents even though she had been acquitted of the crime she said when the truth comes out about this murder i want to be living in fall river so i can walk downtown and meet those of my friends who have been cutting me down all these years he also told us the key piece of information that after the trial lizzie dropped lizzie adopted a new name lizbeth that's what's on her gravestone even though her birth name is lizzie and now and it's how she chose to be addressed for the rest of her adult life so Ooh. who fucking killed those people then? Right. So is she admitting to the crimes and ask like she won't crack? Like she won't give in to like admitting the murder? Like she what is she not cracking or, about? Or is she saying she's not gonna crack under the pressure of people saying, Well just fucking spit it out. Tell us what you did. Right. And she's like, Well, when the truth comes out, I wanna live here. I wanna know. So yeah. Oof. So Ghost Adventures actually goes here, Ooh. season five, episode five. If you want to check like that out. I like some bagel bites. No, Let's no, go. you do. So they actually had a pretty good opening where they interviewed a bunch of different people and got some good stories. Uh, so they interviewed some people about like the spirits that's going on mm-hmm. because apparently there is a dark entity that is in this basement or in this house. Anyways. That is no surprise to me. Right? So a group of investigators were in the basement when a woman was scratched. Another <laughs> male investigator called out, why don't you pick on somebody your own size? <gasps> oh, no. And was immediately shoved into the wall behind him and it left handprints on his arms. Jesus. From when he was shoved. A woman went into the basement, a different different woman from, mm. I think, like, someone who, like, works there or, like, okay. maintains the place, went into the basement to get something. And she said as she was coming up the the stairs mm-hmm. from the basement she said clearly she could hear footsteps behind her like there Ew. was somebody right behind her following her up the stairs when she turned around to see who was there no one was there obviously so she said she ran up the staircase to get the hell out of there have you ever played a video game where there is a double set of footsteps what do you mean like- so like when you're walking like it's not a full second. So it's like it's like maybe a quarter or like half a second after you take a step, you hear a step. Like so, you hear like your as own a steps. glitch or on purpose. On purpose, like oh. you hear your steps, but then you hear there's something behind you no. that's like almost in step with you. No, why? Because I don't, I don't play scary games. Okay, fair. When we talk about this, that's what I hear, and it always freaks what me out. What game were you playing? I don't even remember. I play a lot of like lowbrow spooky games. Stop fun. it. No. Psychopath. Don't talk to me like that. So this the first group of investigators that I mentioned, mm-hmm. they were upstairs running a static camera. Mm-hmm. 
And they weren't getting anything. So they were kind of upstairs trying to do something. Nothing was showing up on the camera. So they were there chilling. Another investigator and a sidekick walked up and started to, like, talk and interact. They were standing in the hallway. The other other person was kind of, like, in a room. Mm -hmm. The camera was, like, in the door frame looking into the bedroom. And then the hallway was behind the camera. As the sidekick and the other investigator walked up, the camera turned by itself. And they caught this on camera. The camera by itself turned and rotated towards the psychic and the other investigator in the hallway so they po- they verbally say oh shit like did i mess it up like why did it just turn like that towards that. us so they walked up to it and reset it because the other investigator was kind of like still doing their thing so yeah. like, oh my bad like did someone pull on it like shit my bad yeah nothing like they tried duplicating that movement and, and they, they couldn't. couldn't so they're Ooh. like well what the fuck the fucker did it again <gasps> That gave me chills up the back of my and skull. It turned, I don't and like And they that. watched it. The psychic and the other investigator saw it happen. They're sitting in the hallway talking. They go, like, oh, I just did it again. What the fuck? I hate that so much. Yeah. That actually makes me upset. Yeah. So they were like, bye-bye. We're done. <sighs> I'm upset. picked it up. The owners, mm-hmm. the two daughters, one of the daughters refuses to go into the house because she said that she was upstairs. I think it was in Lizzie's room, actually. Uh, she was upstairs. The father was bringing her suitcase, and I guess she was, like, staying the night or something. Mm-hmm. She said, like, all of a sudden she felt cold and then passed the fuck out. Just hit the floor. And apparently she just doesn't pass out like that. Did she have a headache when she woke up? I don't didn't say. But the daughter, like, she refused. But Zach, like, Zachary was like, why don't you go in the house? She's like, because I passed out. And he's like, you want to go in the house and talk about it? And she's like, yeah. And so he, like, made fun of her for that. So he, he like, convinced her to come back inside oh. of the house and, like, talk about it. Jesus. And it was is one of those things. The other daughter, while in Abby Borden's room, had her hair pulled like she was look while she was looking at the necklace on the dresser. So she was at the dresser, kind of mm-hmm. like looking at all the little trinkets on there. And as yeah. she was kind of like getting closer yeah. to the necklace, she said she felt her hair being pulled like a child, like get away from my things, kind of like stuff. Hey, don't touch my shit. Don't touch my things. Mess up your head. So it's speculated that the murders go on in this house because there is so this is speculation. So we're okay. going to reach a little bit. Um, there's a dark force that causes people of the living to murder so that the dark entity can feed off the energy of the murders, right? Mm-hmm. Because people who go there today still feel a dark force, especially in the basement. Gross. How- however, I would like to point out since the other murders involve a well, which I tried to do, like, in a, like try to look around the property to yeah. see if there is a well, there could potentially be one. There's okay. still some, like, open areas. So I don't know if the well was built over, if it was behind the house and I couldn't see it on, like, the Google roadmaps. But if there's a well nearby, that means that there is running water. Correct. Which means demons. demons. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I'm so glad we could sink that. Oh, God. Okay. Another tour guide says that some of the guests feel like they're being strangled in the house and they oh. in a tribute to ill-mannered guests that is not liked by Andrew and so he'll just kind of like give you the old one-two choker outer and well I know why the one-two nappy nap I know why he was murdered now because if he did that shit before he was dead I can totally understand why somebody would be like hey man not cool not cool not because you- his seemed more violent almost yeah so so i don't i don't know how real that is i saw that on one website okay like oof that's what a tour guy says okay like if you if you're ill-mannered andrew borden's gonna like choke you in your sleep jesus christ right so 
to mm. this house. Oh, well, it is a bed and breakfast. I know. It's a bed and breakfast now. We can go to bed and eat breakfast. It's going to be great. But if we leave in the middle of the night, we don't get a refund. Correct. Who's the fuck says we were going to leave? Me. No. You won't play elevator game, but you're going to do this? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I'll play the elevator game. You just got to do shit like this with me. Oh, my God. Okay. Another guest stole the 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 classical Ouija board that's in the house. Like, it's a classic okay. style. Number one, why would you steal something from a fucking haunted place? Number two, why would you steal a Ouija board people from a haunted suck. place? Oh, no. This is great. This is great. You'll love this. Is this great? Yes. They stole the Ouija board. Okay. And it was returned via FedEx with really? a note that said, please make it stop. Really? How strange that something bad would happen to you uh, when you make a stupid decision, like take a haunted ass board from a haunted ass place. Yep. So it's back in the, in the house. What a fucking idiot. Right. The fire alarm also goes Ugh. off in this place at about 3 a.m. a it's couple a times a month. all over again. A couple times a month. It just always goes off. That's gross. A couple times a month. And that is the Lizzie Borden house. Bread and bed, bed and breakfast. Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast. You can go there and do night tours and all kinds of tours. They're all about it. Perfect. Let's do it. I'm sold. <laughs> it's not that far. It's a mass. Yeah. It's not that bad. When I'm moving in Virginia, we can go. Hell yeah. Let's do it. You'll be fine. We'll talk about it. Okay. Are we done? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Hey, great, everybody. Thanks for coming to our show. Our TED Talk? No, our show. Oh. Episode 26 in the bag. Boop, boop. 26. Holy when shit. When this comes out, I'll be driving towards Virginia to go check out apartments. Correct. So drive safely. No. I expect you to let me know constantly if you're safe. No. So, like, every moment of every day. No, because I'll be texting and driving, so that's illegal. I can't... Voice to text, bro. Ugh. Fine. You're fine. So if you want to check us out, you can yeah. visit us on our website at www.hauntherabarelynowher.com. Our pictures are up. Yeah, they it's are. It's really weird. We look great. It's pretty We got pretty dressed nifty. up for that. For that, We did. Shit, so. We did. We yeah. got hella dressed up. And then you touched me and then it was weird. So <laughs> if you want to check us out on our social media too, it's, yes. a little, it's a little stagnant right now because I'm, I'm about to be moving and then Zoe's got like a god awful semester but yeah we're there we're here we'll still like respond and do shit so yes you can check us out at twitter or instagram at h-h-i-b-k-h podcast and then zoe's on twitter and Hello. i'm on instagram sometimes i hop on twitter when zoe's at work we and i don't understand what's going on so yeah and then if you want to give us a suggestion if you wanted us to investigate and talk about a particular place person or thing drop a yeah. suggestion and then we'll at you in the show Hell yeah. Word up. It'd be pretty legit, actually. Oh, that was my phone. All right, cool. Yeah, well, cool, cool, cool. anyways, here we are. All right. All right. You ready to wrap it up? Yeah. You ready to do the thing? I'm ready to do the thing and right. do the wrappings. Haunt her. I barely know her. Goodbye. Okay. I get to go to bed. Goodbye. Yes. Sleepy time. <laughs>